It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. The Tuesday, October 26th edition of the Heartland at Noon brought to you today by Purposed Financial and Heritage Insurance, working together to serve you better. Coming up today, the latest on COVID-19, the news and the numbers are coming up. And Premier Scott Moe telling us his government is not about to increase restrictions or issue new public health orders to help flatten the curve in this pandemic. In fact, he says what we're doing now is working. Premier Moe delivered a state of Saskatchewan address to the Saskatoon Chamber of Commerce yesterday. And while he did address COVID-19 and explain why no further measures are being taken at this time, he also talked about our growing economy and a bright future in Saskatchewan, previewing some of what will be announced in the speech from the throne, which will be delivered tomorrow. We'll share most of what the Premier had to say yesterday on this program today, and I promise it'll give you some hope for the future. Also, last night's meeting was the last city council meeting before the mayoral by-election next week. Discover Moose Jaw's Sean Slat reports. This and more as time permits. Coming up on the Heartland at News. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermain Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermain Place Central Butte. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. Monoclonal antibody treatments will be available for clinically appropriate patients in Saskatchewan that have contracted COVID-19. The treatment can be used in early treatment of mild to moderate COVID-19 illness in unvaccinated patients or those deemed at risk. Chief Medical Health Officer Dr. Shahab said this is not a replacement for vaccines. Monoclonals are a specific tool that may help in, may help in certain specific circumstances. You know, you have to meet the criteria. It has to be given in time. You shouldn't all, already have progressed to a stage where they're not helpful. So there's a lot of ifs there. The treatments are currently only available at SHA testing and treatment sites in Regina and Saskatoon. A 29-year-old woman from Moose Jaw is facing several impaired driving charges in Regina, including five hit-and-run charges. On October 22nd, there were a series of accidents in Regina that caused damage to five vehicles as well as the suspect's vehicle. Ashley Lynn Sugar of Moose Jaw is charged with impaired driving and having a blood alcohol level over .08, five charges of a hit-and-run and two charges of evading police. Sugar will make her first court appearance on November 17th in provincial court. No one was injured in the accidents. The city of Moose Jaw released the results of a budget and transit survey that took place in September during last night's city council. 476 people took part in the survey, including 456 online surveys and 20 paper copies. City manager Jim Pufalt felt it was a strong sample size. The last time we paid for a survey was in 2016, and they told us at that time 400 was deemed to be a representative sample, so we're above that, 476, uh, all across the board, across the, the age groups. City administration and city council will now take the results into consideration during budget deliberations. Monday's press conference with Premier Scott Moe brought some heavy questions. A large focus was on expanding public restrictions, but Mo says the current measures are working, and the decreasing positive case numbers prove that. 
However, Mo says he recognizes that nothing's changed in the ICUs. Um, we're looking at further ways to support uh, that ICU uh, capacity, in particular in the way of our, our critical care nurses that are operating there. There's a, a number that are completing uh, their training, uh, whether it be new training or whether it be uh, upgrading their, uh, um, their qualifications. I believe about another 60 or 70 uh, critical care nurses that will be completing that training in the weeks ahead. Saskatchewan is also receiving six military nurses from the federal government, and the province is planning to send nine more patients to Ontario this week. There are 170 new positive cases with 311 recoveries. The South Central Zone has two of the new cases, Regina has 35, and Saskatoon has 29. That brings the total of active cases in the province to 2,822. Out of those cases, 293 people are in hospital, 222 people are receiving inpatient care, and 71 are in the ICU. Another ICU case has been transferred to Ontario for a total of nine Saskatchewan cases now receiving out-of-province care. These nine cases were not considered in today's case numbers. Hallmark movie director and former Moose Javian Jeff Beasley is finishing up his latest project, A Kiss Before Christmas. The film features Desperate Housewives alumni James Denton and Terry Hatcher back on screen as love interests. Beasley says Hatcher wasn't originally in the film. I don't think she's going to do it. I mean, she's, you know, wealthy and busy and, you know, <laughs> I don't know, she's going to want to come to Winnipeg. But anyway, James called Terry and said, we've got this really cool project and uh, a director I'm really hot to work with and a producer I know. And lo and behold, she said yes. The movie will air in the United States on American Thanksgiving weekend. As for us in Canada, Beasley says he is hopeful that we will have the same air date. But keep checking the W Network listing. And now the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is down 74 points. The Dow Jones is up 17 points. The NASDAQ is down 21 points. And the Canadian dollar is down at 80.68 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosestraw.com. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has announced a major cabinet shuffle that makes significant changes to senior portfolios. Oakville MP Anita Anand becomes only the second woman in Canadian history to take on the role of Defence Minister. Jean-Yves Duclos is the new Health Minister. Melanie Jolie has been named Foreign Affairs Minister. And Marie-Claude Bibo has been reappointed Ag Minister. The Canadian government has quietly changed the criteria on its website for a special program for vulnerable Afghan refugees. First applied to Afghans stuck in the war-torn country, the special humanitarian program now applies only to Afghans who are already out of Afghanistan. The program is one of two set up to help bring 40,000 Afghan refugees to Canada, intended for vulnerable groups including women leaders and persecuted religious or ethnic minorities. Second-degree murder charges have been laid against a man for the deaths of two people in the Vancouver Island community of Crofton. RCMP officers from the nearby city of Duncan responded very early Saturday to a report of suspicious circumstances at a house in Crofton. Mounties arrived to find two people dead in the home and quickly arrested 33-year-old Justin Dodd of Duncan. And a U.S. Senate panel has called executives from YouTube, TikTok and Snapchat 
to be questioned about what the social media companies are doing to ensure young users' safety. Today's hearing comes as the panel bears down on hugely popular internet platforms and their impact on children. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. The Moose Jaw Warriors preparing for a date with the Blades in Saskatoon tomorrow night. The Blades 6-1-1 one, and one after eight games, while the Warriors have three wins and five losses after eight games. All the action tomorrow night with the voice of the Warriors, James Gallo, on Country 100. Next home game for the Warriors Friday night when they host the Medicine Hat Tigers. The U18 AAA Warriors on the road tonight, uh, playing their first game in a, several days, taking on the contacts in Saskatoon. The AAAs have a 5-2 and two record so far this year. NHL action last night included the Calgary Flames scoring a 5-1 win over the Rangers. Carolina topped Toronto 4-1. And Washington outscored the Ottawa Senators 7-5. Seven games on the NHL slate tonight, including the Flames taking on the Devils in New Jersey, Winnipeg Jets in Anaheim, and the Montreal Canadiens will play the Kraken in Seattle. NFL Monday Nighter last night, New Orleans Saints beat Seattle Seahawks 13-10. And baseball fans, World Series begins tonight in Houston with the Astros hosting the Atlanta Braves in Game 1. Discover Moose Jaw weather for a great Canadian dollar store in Moose Jaw. Grand opening specials this Saturday and gift cards for the first 50 shoppers. Main and Caribou Street West in Shoppers Plaza. We might still get some showers here in the local area early this afternoon. Uh, There is some heavy shower activity straight south of Regina right now. And that rain is moving in a northeast direction. So uh, showers this afternoon, then cloudy. Wind west at 20, the high 9. Clear tonight, the low 0. Tomorrow, sunny with increasing cloud, wind west 30, gusting to 50, high 11. Thursday, sunny with a high of 11. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud, high 13. And Saturday, sunny with a high of plus 4. Long range, we're looking at a sunny but cool day for Halloween on Sunday with a high no better than plus 2. Yesterday's high in Moose Jaw, 9 degrees. Normal high for this time of year is 8 with a normal low of minus 5. Record high 24 degrees set in 1983 with a record low of minus 20 set in 1957. Sun came up at 743 this morning and goes down today at 549. This hour, Moose Jaw 8 degrees, Regina 5, Assiniboia Gravelberg 7, Rockland Coronac 7, Swift Current 7, Elbow 7, Davidson Watrous 5. Once again, Assiniboia 7, Regina 5, and with the wind southwest at 11, and the relative humidity at 97%, it's 8 degrees in Moose Jaw. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist, Drew Lerner. For Young's Equipment, your Case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan. Shower activity moving across the eastern part of Saskatchewan will prevail through a large part of the day today. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. Overnight precipitation precipitation occurred in the south central through the central parts of the province and as we go forward through the day today the precipitation will concentrate on eastern areas in particular the region the region from Regina northward to Melfort Nipawin and the Arbor Field area over to Hudson Bay will probably be the wettest region we'll look for some moisture t-
totals in that area running from 2 to around 8 millimeters, there will be the potential for one or two RM districts to come in with upwards to maybe 10 to 13 millimeters. But those greater amounts will be rare and hard to find. We do expect to see precipitation upwards to 3 or 4 millimeters in other areas in the southeast part of the province. But out to the west, it'll be a mostly dry day today. And we're expecting to see temperatures staying fairly steady with what they've been already in the past few days. That will translate to single digits for the majority of the region. Now tomorrow should be a relatively dry day for the area. It, there will be a weak cooling trend still underway. We'll still manage to get into the single digits. It just might not be quite as warm as it will be today. And we'll look for the temperatures to warm up a little bit more on Thursday before a new frontal system and reinforcing shot of cooler air arrives. The low pressure center responsible for the warming trend will pass across Saskatchewan as we go from Thursday night into Friday afternoon and that will likely be the warmest day. We'll see some breezy south winds blowing across the region at that point. Temperatures will be in the upper single digits into the teens. There might even be a few lower 20 degree readings occurring near the U.S. border on Thursday afternoon. On Friday we'll likely see all the heat uh, confined to the extreme southeast corner of the province and cooling will begin to occur. Another chance for a few showers will also take place as the frontal system comes through the area. So some showers Friday in about 30 percent of the province. The south and northeast parts of the region will probably see most of that precipitation. It'll be out of the area by the time we get to Friday night and Saturday and Sunday should be dry but cooler. I do think there'll be a chance for some snow showers though that might occur in the northeast part of the province as we go from Saturday into Sunday morning. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. Hi folks, Tim from Young's Equipment, your genuine Case IH parts and service dealer. Let's plan for next year. Book winter inspections on Case IH combines, tractors, and sprayers. Pricing of these quality service packages is held from last year until January 31st. Book now to take advantage of 10% off all genuine Case IH parts installed with the inspection. Special trucking rates and Young's loyalty program. Slots are filling fast. Contact Young's Equipment to avoid disappointment. Check youngs.ca today. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. The Road Report from My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town & Country Mall. New fall fashions have just arrived. Small to 2XL at My Addictions Clothing Country Mall. Well, lots of rain on the ground and uh, overnight low zero. So keep that in mind if you're out traveling tonight. Uh, you might run into an icy patch or a slippery section. Also, expect some extra traffic uh, this afternoon. You can uh, cast early ballots in the mayoral by-election uh, by starting today at the Cosmo Center. Uh, and that's a busy neighborhood with detours because 3rd and Fairford right where the Cosmo Center is. That's close to traffic, so you have to approach from the south. But uh, lots of parking on the street and uh, ample parking at the Cosmo Senior Center as well. And just a reminder, a quick and easy way to know when your garbage is being picked up is with the free Moose Jaw Live app. You'll get push notifications direct to your smartphone, so you'll never miss a day. It's free, and it's in the App Store. Oh, and from the city of Moose Jaw, just uh, later this morning, Cotto Street, sewer and water relay work between 2nd and 3rd Avenue Southwest. Now, today's Paul Martin Commentary.
It's already been quite a week for this province's junior mining sector. First out of the gate was Saskatoon-based GenSource with confirmation of a listing on the AIM exchange, the venture side of the London Stock Exchange. This gives the Potash startup the only local company to be listed over there a foothold in Europe's financial markets. It goes along with its German customer and equity investor, as well as its European-based senior lenders. And then Deep, Deep Earth Energy from Saskatoon and Prairie Lithium, headquartered in Emerald Park, just outside Regina announced an agreement to work together on their joint projects in southeast Saskatchewan. Prairie Lithium, which just closed an oversubscribed private capital raise, has developed a technology to extract lithium from deep water reservoirs. They have an extensive land base and are working in roughly the same part of the province and at the same depths as deep, which is developing a geothermal power plant using superheated deep water. Well, the two companies decided they could partner up on their land bases, and a test to extract lithium went better than expected. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Strike up some fun this weekend at the South Hill Bowling Center. Rock and Glow Bowling is back Friday and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons. Knock down some pins with your friends and family. South Hill Bowling. Call 693-0955 to book your spot. Rotate your canola's traits, not your seed company. CS4000LL from Canterra Seeds is a high-yielding Liberty Link canola hybrid featuring club root and black leg resistance with excellent straight-cut performance. CS4000LL joins Canterra Seeds' full-on lineup of herbicide-tolerant and disease-resistant canola hybrids to give you the options you want with the performance you need. One seed company for your full rotation. Visit Kentera.com to order CS4000LL from your preferred retailer today. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Just a reminder to all of you, the COVID-19 vaccination booster program expanded as of yesterday. So residents 65 plus, those in the far north, or those living on First Nation communities ages 50 plus, along with health care workers and individuals born 2009 or earlier with underlying health conditions. You're all eligible this week to receive a booster dose of COVID-19 vaccine. Immunization records will be confirmed at the vaccination site to ensure that it's been at least six months since your last COVID-19 shot. The next clinic from the SHA in Moose Jaw is Thursday, 10 till 5, and another next Tuesday, both at the Moose Jaw Exhibition Convention Center, 10 till 5, both days. No new deaths related to COVID-19 were reported yesterday. There are 170 new positive cases, along with 311 recoveries. The South Central Zone has two of those new cases and 71 active cases as of today. That's down from the 78 we reported yesterday. The total of active cases, um, total active cases in the province is now at 2,822. That's down from 2,963 yesterday, so we are trending in the right direction again. Out of those cases, 293 are receiving uh, treatment in hospital, 222 inpatient care, 71 people are in ICU. Of the new cases reported, by the way, 170 people, 74, so three out of every four are not vaccinated. Premier Scott Moe delivering his State of the Province address to the Saskatoon Chamber of Commerce yesterday. Of course, he talked about the impact COVID-19 has had on the province, but the focus yesterday was on business, our growing economy, and a promising future in the province of Saskatchewan. Um, Chamber members, uh, distinguished guests, a number of legislative colleagues that have uh, joined us here today. um, Good uh, good afternoon, I guess it is now, uh, just as a few minutes ago, but... 
I want to uh, just tell you what an honour it is for me to join you uh, here today, in particular after the, the last number of months that we have all been dealing with um, COVID-19, and in particular the last month or so where Saskatchewan most certainly is finding our way through uh, what has been a very, very tough fourth wave of, of COVID-19. It is a true honour for me to be here with you today. As I said at the outset, ladies and gentlemen, the last number of months, uh, to say that they have been ex extraordinary is to vastly under understate the matter. Not only are we witnessing history here in Saskatchewan and across Canada, we're living through history, a lot of history, in a very short period of time, and it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy for all of you, the businesses that create opportunity, that drive growth in our province, and, and really contribute so very much to this great province. And there has been just a tremendous amount of uncertainty that you've been operating under for, for far too long now. The pandemic has tested your resolve, it has tested your resilience, and in government we have stepped forward to try to support you where we are able, but ultimately what has made the difference in, in this province, what has made, allowed our economy to grow throughout the pandemic and put us in a position for a strong recovery is your grit and your determination. And for that, I say thank you. Businesses, big, small, and, and in between, have been finding ways to survive despite the circumstances that we have faced. And it's one of the main reasons, the people in this province, that I think we should all be bullish on our future as we find our way to better days. Ladies and gentlemen, today I'm going to take a little bit of time to talk about why we should be optimistic about that future uh, in, in Saskatchewan. I want to talk about the progress that we're seeing, even as we deal with significant challenges in this global pandemic. And I want to provide a, a couple of comments with respect, respect to the upcoming speech from the throne that will be occurring on Wednesday of this week in the, in the Legislative Assembly. I also want to speak about how that, that speech from the throne will ultimately continue to support building a, a stronger, a safer, a healthier, a better educated and much, a much more independent Saskatchewan. And finally, I want to take the opportunity today to discuss briefly why I think this decade, this coming decade, will be Saskatchewan's decade. And why there's every reason for us to believe that Saskatchewan's best days still lie ahead of us. My friends, we should be hopeful in Saskatchewan. But we also need to be realistic and we need to understand what the challenges are before us and today that challenge is COVID-19. In Saskatchewan, as I said, we've been hit hard by a fourth wave of this pandemic and there are pressures in our healthcare system. And I know you join me in thanking this province's frontline healthcare professionals and all of those that are working behind the scenes that are responding to this pandemic and in particular responding to this fourth wave of the pandemic. The fact is, is the number of active COVID cases and the new cases have been falling over the course of the past number of weeks, and that is encouraging for us to see. But our case count in Saskatchewan still does remain high, and that is due to our vaccination rate not being high enough in this province. Most days, when we do the daily case counts, and they're lower today again, but when we do the daily case counts, 75 to 80 percent of the new cases and hospitalizations are in those that are not vaccinated. Even though vaccinated residents make up the largest proportion of our, of our, of our society, we still have an inordinate number of people in our hospitals and that have COVID that are not vaccinated. And that is why that 
large proportion of people that are vaccinated is why we have resisted calls from from many to impose more widespread restrictions, to impose potentially lockdowns and, and ultimately business closures, because we don't think it's fair and we don't think it's right to impose those sweeping closures, those sweeping restrictions on all of the people when the vast majority of people in this province have went out and, and done the right thing and they have received their vaccine. In the early days of the pandemic, we didn't have that opportunity. All, the only tool that we had to address COVID-19 was broad-based restrictions across communities in Saskatchewan. But now with vaccines widely available in every community, in every corner in this province, it doesn't make sense to restrict everyone's activities and take away ultimately their personal freedoms. Instead, we have chosen to focus those restrictions on those that have chosen not to be vaccinated through that proof of vaccination system that we have in place. And I know many of you are checking not only your employees, but, but your patrons as well. And for that, I say thank you. It hasn't been easy, but I say thank you for the effort that you've made. And I'm here to tell you that it's making a difference. It's making a significant difference. It's causing more people to make that choice to go out and get vaccinated. Since we made that announcement in the middle of September, we're up 7% in the, in the, in the province on our first and second doses, a significant increase from where we were in the weeks leading up to that. More than 70,000 people have went out and gotten their first dose, and another 70,000 people have went out and gotten their second dose. 85% of eligible residents now in this province have their first dose. 77% have their second dose and are fully vaccinated, and that is driving down our case numbers in the province. And that happened, that occurred shortly after we made that introduction in the, in the middle of September. Since then, and here's the impact. Since then, our seven-day average of new cases is down about 45%. Over the course of roughly the last month, we're down about 45% on our seven-day case count. Our active case count is down about 40%, and it continues to decline. So again, I say thank you. What we are doing is working. It's the reason that we have been able to avoid enacting or imposing more broad-based, widespread restrictions in our communities because our trajectory is improving and it's improving greatly. I don't have to tell any of you that we're living through what are very extraordinary times, the very challenging times. For those of you that manage or operate or own a business, this is unlike anything that we have faced before. But in spite of those challenges, we have seen tremendous progress in this province. And we should just pause to take a look at what is happening in Saskatchewan today. We've seen a recovery. We've seen a recovery in our employment to 99% of pre-pandemic levels. In fact, in September, the, the rate of job growth was above the national average, while our unemployment rate was below the national average. Exports in this province are up 20% in the first eight months of this year, and that's building on an already incredible performance in 2020, where we led the nation in export growth. In August, our year-over-year -year manufacturing sales rose more than 45%, second in the nation. But the strongest ind indicator of confidence in, in our recovery, the strongest indicator of confidence in our province is the unprecedented surge of investment that we have seen arrive here over the course of the last number of months. This year alone, during what has been a very challenging year, likely one of our most challenging years, projects close over $10 billion have been committed to be invested here in Saskatchewan. Projects that will create thousands of jobs during the construction period, thousands of jobs during their operation, and thousands of jobs across this province for decades to come.
We could look at what's just happening in, in this area, in the Saskatoon area. Just east of the city, we have Northern Nutrients, who's building a $25 million urea fertilizer manufacturing facility. We have Clean Seed, who's going to soon be assembling their Smart Cedar Max S at their new plant in Saskatoon. You just go down the road a short while, you see AGT Foods, their investment continues with a $65 million investment in their facility in, in Delisle. We see Ingredion, a Fortune 500 a U.S. company coming in to Saskatchewan for the first time buying Verdiant Foods. These are all projects in sectors where we traditionally have growth in the province, yes, in agriculture and fertilizer. But we're also seeing investment pour into other emerging sectors in this city and in this province as well. In the first half of 2021, for example, venture capital investments in Saskatchewan surpassed $170 million. That sets a new record for annual investment in just the first six months of this year. A lot of money, a lot of that money was raised by companies that are based right out of this city in Saskatoon. And we're all familiar with names like Vendasta and Seven Shifts and Coconut Software. Uh, these are companies that are literally putting this city and this province on the map in the tech world. Companies that are located, yes, in urban Saskatchewan, but often relying on their roots in rural Saskatchewan. Catherine Renier, for example, the CEO of Coconut Software, most certainly is an example of that. She grew up on a farm near Prudhomme, just north of Saskatoon, and in an interview about a year ago in the financial, the financial Post, many of you may have seen it, Catherine recalled the early days when Coconut Software had lost a, a significant large contract. The timing for the company, and for Catherine by extension, was terrible. They had just set up an office in Saskatoon, and, and what was she to do, losing this very large contract? Well, she did what many of us in this province would do. She phoned her mother. In the article, in the interview, she said, I was bawling my eyes out. And my mom said, Catherine, you need to pull yourself together. You, you can do this. Just figure it out. And then her mom ended the call. Catherine thought she likely had to get out to the field to help with whatever was happening that day, and she understood. And, but folks, is this not that dissimilar of a conversation that happens in this province all the time? Right down to that very succinct piece of advice. Just figure it out. Growing up, I, I heard that from my father, not once, not twice. I, I think he might have told me that this week when I was uh, having some particular challenge. Well, Catherine Renier, fortunate for her, fortunate for Coconut Software, and I would say fortunate for Saskatoon and Saskatchewan. She is a very resourceful and resilient person, and man alive, did she figure it out. Earlier this month, Coconut Software has announced that it raised $28 million additional dollars to expand its business line with banks and credit unions. It's absolutely incredible. My friends, the tech sector is growing in Saskatchewan. It's just about to continue to, to grow even further. It's part of not only the tech sector, I would put forward it's part of your business sector. And for that, for that and this example, we should be so excited. Premier Scott Moe delivering his State of the Province address to the Saskatoon Chamber of Commerce yesterday. More after a brief time out on the Heartland at noon. Hi, I'm Clive Tolley. I've been a coach for many years, volunteering my time to minor hockey, minor girls softball, and minor baseball. Working with our young people, I've learned that leadership, vision, and teamwork are the path to success. As a city councillor and as a person active in our community, I've learned from experience how we should plan for the future. I'm running for mayor so I can make a difference and bring practical solutions to our city's problems. I ask for your vote at the advanced polls. Hop on the trolley. Vote for Tolly. 
paid for and authorized by the official agent for Clive Tolley. Visit Urban Cellars for a great selection of beer, coolers, and wine. Whether you're planning an event with family and friends or a quiet night in, the friendly staff at Urban Cellars can help find you the perfect beverage to match the mood. Urban Cellars, located on South Hill, happily serving all of Moose Jaw. We're bringing the party right to your class. It's Classroom of the Month. We'll bring your class lunch from Family Pizza, a custom art piece for your class from 32 Flavors, plus a relaxation massage for your teacher from Rapture Spa and Boutique. It'll be loud, it'll be crazy, and it'll be fun. Enter to win at discovermoostraw.com. Classroom of the Month on 800-CHAB. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. When we left off, Premier Scott Moe delivering his State of the Province address to the Saskatoon Chamber of Commerce yesterday. The Premier talked about a healthy economy, the growing tech sector, and then he talked about the ever-expanding canola crushing industry with Cargill, Viterra, and Richardson International all investing in our province. He also, as you would expect, touched on our solid potash sector, Brandt Industries and their continued growth and investment and promising future of our forest industry. So that's some of what is happening in this province in what has been one of our most difficult years. Imagine what we can do when we find our way through this pandemic. Imagine what we can achieve in this province together once we get to the other side of these challenges that we currently are dealing with. On Wednesday, as I said, we're going to release our our speech from the throne. We'll outline a number of initiatives that are going to help us to build on the momentum that we see in the economy today and some of what I have spoken about. A number of initiatives that are, quite frankly, going to improve the quality of life for all of us in Saskatchewan and create opportunities for our young people, that next generation, to ensure that they can enjoy the Saskatchewan that that we feel we can build for them. You're going to see some familiar themes, of course, renewed commitment to infrastructure, public infrastructure. I talked a lot about private investment, um, but we need public infrastructure to ensure that that private investment is attracted here and people move here. Um, Since 2007, and we had the honour of forming government, $37 billion is the amount that we have invested in public infrastructure. That's to upgrade and improve our roads. That's to uh, build... Um, that's to build overpasses at Martinsville and Warman. That's to build a Jim Pattison Children's Hospital here in Saskatoon, overpasses in the city of Saskatoon. Um, that's significant investment that is very, very crucial to helping us attract those projects that we want to attract to our province. But there's more work to do. And so we have made renewed commitments around uh, the investment as we look forward to the year 2030, another $30 billion we will invest publicly between now and 2030 in schools and hospitals and in the infrastructure that we need to attract investment to our communities, but also to ensure that our communities are places where people that want to work in those industries want to live. We also plan to continue to offer very targeted incentives to a number of industries to ensure that we are doing everything we can to attract those jobs and that opportunity into our province. I mentioned earlier the growth in the tech sector. We've already extended the Saskatchewan Technology Startup Incentive another five years. We have incentives in place to encourage exploration of base metals, of precious metals, of diamonds, all opportunities that lie before us in this province. We've invested $31 million to build a a rare earth element processing facility right here in Saskatoon. Construction of that is underway, 
and it will, and that facility should be operational next year, and we're going to build another mining industry in this province. We'll be enhancing the Saskatchewan value-added agricultural incentive to continue to build on the substantial growth that we're already seeing with the canola crush investments and, as well as others. There is going to be a helium action plan that will be announced soon. Now, I just want to be clear, I'm not announcing that program today. I'm just going to float that trial balloon out there and see how it goes. And that's a terrible joke. <laughs> One that I'm sure the helium industry is sick of. But the reality is, is, is helium isn't just for balloons. Uh, helium is a very, very important, um, very important product in medical research. It's used as a semiconductor in manufacturing, fiber optics, as well as in nuclear power generation. And Saskatchewan, we happen to have very large deposits of helium. And investment is already flowing into this sector, and this is exciting. Uh, for example, North American Helium has invested $32 million in their helium purification facility. And our goal is to work with the industry to ensure that our province of Saskatchewan produces 10% of the world's helium by the year 2030, and that's achievable, it's attainable, and we're going to make every effort to get there. We're also continuing with the incentives that are increasing jobs in our energy industry. And yes, we talk about the energy industry in Saskatchewan. For example, earlier this year, we, Husky Midstream became the first company to complete a project under the Oil Infrastructure Investment Program. The company invested $82 million in our province. It created 450 construction jobs and it, ex and it expanded its gathering facility near Spruce Lake, Saskatchewan. Ladies, our, our growth plan puts out very, very concise goals with respect to oil production in this province. We're at about 440,000 barrels a day today, and we want to grow that to 600,000 barrels by the year 2030. That's sustainably produced Saskatchewan oil. In fact, if the rest of the world produced energy, produced oil in the way that we do here in Saskatchewan, global emissions from oil production would be reduced by 25% overnight. That is how sustainable our energy industry is here in this province. When it comes to energy production, we'll continue to take, yes, an all-and-above approach to how we produce that in Saskatchewan. We're investing in renewables, yes. We've invested in wind power. Our province's largest solar facility just came online a number of days ago, but we cannot do this at the expense of our baseload power capacity. We're building, yes, new natural gas power plants, one coming at Moose Jaw, to provide that baseload electricity at an affordable price to back up those renewables for our communities and our industries in this province. And as long as we hold the privilege of forming government here in Saskatchewan, uh, forming your government, the province will have dependable, secure, affordable supply of power for all of us to use. And that is why we are moving forward quite ambitiously with the conversation and ultimately procurement of small modular reactors in Saskatchewan. We have signed a memorandum of understanding some time ago with the provinces of Alberta, Ontario, and New Brunswick to further the research partnerships around SMRs. Chemical has been very active in this area. As a chemical, a Saskatchewan-based company, is aiming to be the fuel supplier of choice for SMRs in the future and quite likely will be. In Saskatoon, we have the Sylvia Fedoric Centre for Nuclear Innovation, which is at the forefront of advancing some of this SMR research. Folks, we simply cannot meet the challenge of reducing our emissions profile here in the province, providing that, that affordable baseload power without looking at nuclear power and without having a very serious look at nuclear power.
Premier Scott Moe and uh, his State of the Province address to the Saskatoon Chamber of Commerce yesterday. We'll uh, have the big finish for you next on the Heartland at Noon. Attention cattle producers, Nancoda's Duckland Great Company this Friday, October 29th, Angus Cattle Sale at 12 noon. Last week's Red Angus Hereford Charlie cost sale. 458 steers sold for 236. 558 steers sold for 216. 658 for 206. Heifer calves sold well. Our sales are broadcast on dvauction.com. Updates on our Facebook page. Thanks for making us your market of choice. Angus Cattle Sale Friday at 12 noon. Call 306 478 2229. Attention malt barley growers. Prairie Malt and Bigger is offering competitive bids on 2021 Copeland, Metcalf, Synergy, Connect, Fraser, and Bow Barley varieties. And they also require soft white wheat, so send them samples today. Aggressive bids and nearby movement is available for malt barley and soft white wheat into Bigger, Saskatchewan. Contact Prairie Malt today for details and pricing. 1-306-948-3500. 1-306-948-3500. Call today. The benefits of recreation are endless. Get notoriously active. Moose Jaw Parks and Rec on the radar. There's still time to join the community recreation program. Try out badminton, volleyball, youth basketball, or an all-ages martial arts class. For the full schedule, use the free city app or go to moosejaw.ca. Funding is available to enhance sport, culture, and recreation programs and events in Moose Jaw held between April 1st, 2022 and March 31st, 2023. The community grant program application deadline is November 30th. The elm pruning ban is lifted now until March 31st. Remember to dispose of all elm wood to prevent Dutch elm disease. Elm disposal permits are free from Parks and Rec and allow you to take elm wood to the landfill free of charge. Yara Center Turf and the Kinsman Arena and Playmore Palace ice services are available for booking. Contact 694-4447 for bookings. To learn more about Moose Jaw Parks and Recreation, visit moosejaw.ca. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Rain ending this afternoon, then cloudy, a high of 9. Clearing near midnight tonight, a low of 0. Tomorrow, sunny, becoming a mix of sun and cloud in the afternoon. Winds gusting to 50 kilometers an hour and a high of 11. Thursday, sunny, a high of 11. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud, a high of 13. And Saturday, sunny and a high of plus 4. A reminder that advanced polls are open today, tomorrow and Thursday from noon to 6 p.m. each day at the Cosmo Senior Center for the mayoral by-election. Voters are reminded that due to construction, voting access to the Cosmo Center will be on 3rd Avenue Northeast, south of Fairford Street. For all your news and weather anytime, click on discarmusha.com or the Musha Live app. I'm Sean Slat. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Premier Scott Moe delivering his State of the Province address to the Saskatoon Chamber of Commerce yesterday. He uh, went on to talk about investment in research and previewing tomorrow's speech from the throne, which will focus on growing our economy into the future. We are also investing now in Saskatoon and Regina, and you'll see in the months ahead, Uh, the start of planning and construction for what is called urgent care centers in these two communities. What these centers are is they are aimed at reducing the wait times that we have in our emergency rooms. They'll provide an alternative uh, level of care for illnesses and injuries that are not considered life-threatening, but do require immediate attention. They fall between that family practitioner and the emergency room so that we can alleviate some of the pressures in our emergency rooms. 
We continue to plan for new facilities in Prince Albert and Weyburn. We're looking at long-term care facilities in LaRange and Grenfell and now a large one in Regina. We need to focus on that growing economy if we're going to continue to invest in, in education in this province, and we are investing in education. Last week, we opened a, a new school in Weyburn. This school's under construction here in Saskatoon, in Regina, in Moose Jaw, in Carrot River, Lalash, Blaine Lake, and in Lanigan. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, we need a growing economy so that we have the resources to continue to keep our communities safe. Overall, crime rates in this province are down, but here's, here's the challenge. Violent crime and property crime in many areas are not down, they're up. And this situation is, quite frankly, unacceptable and it needs to change. In the speech from the throne, you're going to see a number of measures, enhanced law enforcement measures to address crime, particularly in the areas of drug, repeat offender, and property crime. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we understand that a robust law enforcement response is it's just one aspect of an effective crime reduction program or an effective crime reduction effort. We understand that addictions in many cases fuel this criminal behavior and that's why the government is also alongside going to make a historic investment to support those people that are struggling with addictions and we want to support them in their rehabilitation. Last year we saw an investment uh, in an addiction center in Estevan. It opened with 30 beds. 15 of those beds were focused on, on those that are rehabilitating from crystal meth addictions. In the coming months, we are going to actively and ambitiously explore other opportunities to increase not only treatment but detox spaces across this province. And soon, very soon, you are also going to see the launch of three new community wellness buses that are going to provide mental health and addictions supports in our communities. Those same supports will also be available at the aforementioned urgent care centers. My friends, in, this is just a little bit of a preview of what we're going to see Wednesday in the speech from the throne. You're going to hear a lot more about it Wednesday and the days after that. This is some of what your government plans to do to support Saskatchewan's recovery, why we are so ambitious in supporting that recovery so that we can build ultimately a better Saskatchewan for everyone. So let me close with this. Many people have said that the world will never be the same after this pandemic, and I suppose to an extent that's that's true. We're going through what is a very challenging situation that will reshape how we live our lives. It'll reshape how we, and it'll reorder really, how some of the priorities that we have in our lives. But there are some things that just simply will not change. There are some immutable facts. And among them is this, the, the world's population continues to grow. And the world also continues to get richer. A few months ago, Credit Suisse, they released an annual report on global wealth, and, and here's what it revealed. The number of people in the world with wealth between $10,000 and $100,000 U.S. has more than tripled over the course of the last 20 years to 1.7 billion people. The report also states this. This reflects the growing prosperity of emerging economies and the expansion of the middle class in the developing world. Here's Saskatchewan's opportunity. Today, one person escapes extreme poverty every second, and five people a second are entering the middle class. Just let's repeat that. One person escapes extreme poverty every second, and five people enter the middle class each and every second. 
This is Saskatchewan's opportunity. That is why I am so optimistic about the future of our province and why I hope that you are as well. The source of this province's wealth originates with our exports. And now we have five more people to export to each and every second that passes. People who are better off, they want more food, particularly protein. Well, Saskatchewan can provide that food. We are a global agricultural powerhouse. We have more than 40% of Canada's arable land. People who are better off, they want more energy. Well, Saskatchewan is an absolute leader in the production of not only sustainable oil, but we sit on one of the largest high-grade uranium deposits in the world, and we have companies that are bringing that uranium to the world. People who are better off, they want, to, they want more fertilizer so that they can grow their own food. We have that covered as well. Saskatchewan is home to more than 40% of the world's potash reserves, and now we have, we have great companies like Nutrien, like Mosaic, like K plus S, and now BHP that are going to bring that fertilizer to the world. People in developing countries also increasingly want what I call know-how, innovation. They want better ways of doing things, and you can find that here as well. We're a leader in crop science. We are a leader in nuclear science. We're a leader in carbon capture and storage and enhanced oil recovery, and increasingly we're a leader in information technology. Ladies and gentlemen, the pandemic has slowed the growth in Saskatchewan, yes, and it's slowed that growth around the world. But the fundamentals of the global economy have not changed, and the world is starting to rev its economic engine, and Saskatchewan has precisely what it wants. We have the food, we have the fuel, we have the fertilizer, increasingly we have the innovation, and we have the most important element, and that's the people. Hardworking, determined, and ready to build a future that is absolutely bursting with promise and opportunity. We have the most strong and sturdy foundation that I think we have ever had. We have all of the tools, despite the challenges that we may face today. We have all of the tools to build a stronger, a safer, a healthier, a better educated, and a more independent Saskatchewan. We can build the Saskatchewan that we all desire. Thank you very much for coming here today. And have a great week. Premier Scott Moe and what was most of his State of the Province address to the Saskatoon Chamber of Commerce yesterday. We'll take a time out. We'll be back. Take you to Moose Jaw City Hall next for what was the last city council meeting before the mayoral by-election next week. Heartland at noon on CHAB. 800 CHAB. Connecting the community. I'm Tegan Whitcoe. Your donation to the Better Together Food Drive could be worth twice as much this year. Here's Jason Moore from the Moose Jaw Food Bank with all the details. We are Better Together. It's that time of year again. By now, a Better Together flyer has been hand-delivered to your house in an effort to raise funds for the Moose Jaw District Food Bank. This year, Casino Moose Jaw is matching your donation dollar for dollar up to $10,000. This means your donation could be doubled. What a great investment into our community. To donate online, visit mjfoodbank.org or mail a check to 270 Fairford Street West, S6H1V6. Food donations can be dropped off at our new location Monday to Friday from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. Thank you to everyone for your support. 
Connecting the Community. Brought to you by Magnuson Trucking. They now have three Super Bs to make grain hauling that much easier. For custom grain, fertilizer, and gravel hauling, call Svan at 642-7577. W.J. Jones & Son Funeral Services. You are their focus. Providing support during a difficult time. Going above and beyond is their mission. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. For goodness sake, take a crossword break. With so many crossword scratch tickets to choose from, there's one for everyone. Available at your Lotto Spot retailer. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. This is a City of Moose Jaw Notorious News Update brought to you by the City of Moose Jaw. Proof of vaccination is required at some city facilities. Details at moosejaw.ca. This has been a City of Moose Jaw Notorious News Update brought to you by the City of Moose Jaw. Speaking of Moose Jaw, it was a short meeting last night for City Council, the last meeting for the local group before the mayoral by-election next week. Of course, three of the current six councillors are seeking that position. That said, Council did get some work done last night. Discover Moose Jaw's Sean Slatt reporting. The City of Moose Jaw released the results of the 2022 Budget and Transit Survey that went out in September. The Budget Survey is undertaken every year, but a resolution was made during the 2021 Budget Deliberations that also asked for a survey about transit service. The survey had 476 respondents, which City Manager Jim Pufalt felt was a strong sample size. The last time we paid for a survey was in 2016, and they told us at that time 400 was deemed to be a representative sample, so we're above that, 476, uh, all across the board, across the, the age groups. And just in uh, overall terms, it seems that there is some support for the budgeting process that we are doing. And then the other thing, of course, is that we tried to get some more information on transit and wanted to combine that together. Communications Manager Craig Hemingway explained why they had such an uptake in responses. While we you know, promoted it through our regular channels and local media and social media and those things, we did make uh, a lot of direct contact with, uh, with user groups, city advisory committees, uh, Moose Jaw District Seniors Centre and... Uh, also the Cosmo Senior Center, and we initially had actually planned to try and have a couple of on-location survey days there, but with COVID protocols, uh, everyone felt that it was best to uh, maybe not go down that road, but certainly uh, in an effort to ensure that uh, you know some of our older population who may not be as connected on uh, devices uh, could take part in the survey. One of the major issues at hand is regarding transit service over weekends. 75% said they do not use Moose Jaw Transit. Of those who answered that they do use transit, 50% said they use it fewer than 10 times per month, with the prevalence of driving as the top answer as to why they don't use transit at 47.9%. Earlier this year, the city went to a dial-a-bus service on Saturdays due to low ridership. Respondents in the survey clearly showed that dial-a-bus is not preferred, with 64.6% preferring regular transit on Saturdays, while 35% like dial-a-bus. Acting Mayor Don Looning said it's something City Council will have to take into consideration during budget time. During every budget process every year, we do look at transit, right? So absolutely, we'll take a look at those results and some of those comments and take that into consideration. Director of Public Works and Utilities Darren Stephenson explains what will be done with the results of the survey. 
This transit information, we'll be summarizing it in as part of a larger transit report that we will be bringing back uh, during budget deliberations for council to, um, well, to discuss and make some some deliberations on the future of the of the service. There were a few open-ended questions, such as which areas of the city are under service when it comes to city transit, with the Yara Center being a popular answer. Councillor Doug Blanc said he's happy with the responses they got back. One of the things that came forward, I, I actually asked a question back in the spring about why the transit does not go to Yara Center. I'm happy to see that it showed up here because I think it's one of the areas that we certainly need to. I agree the transit system is underutilized, but uh, I'm glad they answered that. Moose Jaw City Council is expected to begin budget deliberations in December. For Discover Moose Jaw News, I'm Sean Slot. All right, thanks very much, Sean. And again, advanced polls for the mayoral by-election uh, open this afternoon down at the Cosmos Center at uh, 3rd and Fairford East. You can't access from Fairford. You have to come from the south on, on 3rd Northeast in downtown Moose Jaw due to all the construction. Uh, Premier Mo's balancing act. Uh, on one side, he's got business and, and especially small businesses and people who are saying they can't afford another lockdown. On the other hand, uh, a lot of Saskatchewan doctors uh, and others who are impacted uh, by the COVID-19 pandemic are, are calling for a circuit breaker, uh, more strict restrictions uh, for us here in Saskatchewan. In fact, I call my daily commentary today, the balancing act. Uh, and I faced a balancing act too. I, I had a quote jump out at me on, on Twitter, and I wondered uh, if it was pertinent to mention that the University of Saskatchewan doctor I was quoting, Molly Brindamore, if it was necessary to point out that she is Dr. Ryan Miley's wife, of course, the leader of the NDP opposition. Uh, I didn't point it out in the uh, the oral version of the commentary on the radio, and the phone started to ring right away. So I've added that fact to the written version on discovermoosejaw.com. But at, at any rate, now that I've explained that, the Daily Commentary is next. Before CS2600 CRT TrueFlex Canola with Roundup Ready technology from Cantera Seeds, I plan my summer around spray time, not lake time. But with CS2600 CRT's flexible application timing, the only thing getting sprayed right now is me. And with its first and second generation club root resistance and excellent straight cut performance, it fits my farm like a snug swimsuit. Visit Cantera.com to order CS2600 CRT from your preferred retailer. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions. When was the last time you watched a video? Yesterday? An hour ago? Maybe you're watching one right now. People love video. And for business owners, video is a great way to promote your people, your products, and your business in an engaging way. Homefields can help with professional videography services to promote your business. Maybe you need a training video or product demonstration video. We do that. We'll even look after where your video plays to help you reach new customers. Video, Homefield can help. Success starts at myhomefield.ca. Whether it's a scrimmage with friends, the game-winning goal, or a personal best, sports, activity, exercise, it feels great. But sometimes we overdo it and need help to get back in the game, back on the ice, and back to active. The Moose Jaw Co-op Pharmacy at Hillcrest has the supports and bracing you need to do just that. For home health and active living solutions, see the Moose Jaw Co-op Pharmacy at Hillcrest, corner of Maine and Thatcher. The Moose Jaw Co-op. Be part of something bigger. On one side, he's got business, big and small, including some who might not survive another lockdown. 
On the other side, he's got health care professionals and opposition politicians calling for further action to help flatten the curve here in Saskatchewan. Premier Scott Moe spoke to that yesterday during a State of the Province address at the Saskatoon Chamber of Commerce. He said the larger proportion of people that are vaccinated is why we have resisted calls from many to impose more widespread restrictions, to impose potentially lockdowns and ultimately business closures because we don't think it's fair. As you might expect, NDP leader Ryan Miley called the speech a slap in the face to health care workers. And we have more and more of those health care professionals taking to social media, including University of Saskatchewan Dr. Molly Brindamore, who went to Twitter to share, The Army is coming to clean up our COVID mess, while the Premier tries to change the channel to business news. That is not the leadership we need at this time. I'm Rob Kearney.